I know, I know, I know. As we know, life is full of surprises, both good and bad. The day-to-day journey is full of unforeseen obstacles, and sometimes it's hard for us to see our way through. Beyond the normal mundane and where unscripted dreams live, join us for thought-provoking discussions and interviews to help us navigate through the fog and create our own path. We are the Unscripted Dream Podcast, operating outside the margins to motivate and inspire our audience. That's it. Motivate and inspire. That's it. That's why the name of this episode is The Marathon Continues. That's all it's about is to motivate and inspire or hustle and motivate. However you want to get that together. But the marathon continues, man. You know, it goes without saying, like, you know, no shop stops. No show stops for anybody ever. I have never known any show to stop for anybody. I'll wait. I ain't thought I have been there. Come on, man. That's, that's asking me too much to be that quick on it. All right. Well, <laughs> screw it. This is what I'm going to say right here, man. You know, um, as far as when it comes to like motivation and the marathon continuing, if you're doing anything on your journey as your marathon continues that you are ashamed of, you ain't got no business doing it anyway. Let's make that clear. If you're ashamed of what you're doing or who you are or what you got going on for yourself, you're not going to succeed because you already have some form of self-doubt within your capabilities. So if you're ashamed of anything you do and you commend your life to it, you got the game all messed up, man. One of the things, you know, when we you look at just the concept of a marathon, we all know what a marathon is. You're running, you're doing something for a very long time, for an extended period of time. But sometimes it's difficult when you've been doing it for a long time to keep the same level of motivation and to really stay in a space to where like you're continuing to work day in, day out, continuing to pursue the goal. Like it gets, I mean, it could get exhausting, like it exhausting. So like I always tell people, you know, I always tell people like, I'm tired and I don't even sugarcoat any way, any, any way around it. Like I'm tired. I'm tired right now recording this show, but it's one of the things where, and I couldn't even tell you the last time I felt like I was well rested. It's probably been, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so it's one of these things where you look at the goals, right? Look at the goals that you set for yourself. And like for me, one of my things is like, I want to be free. What does that free look like? Well, I like to be able to retire within the next decade. So that requires quite a bit of work to be able to do that. So when you think about everything that you have to do along the way, what it would actually take to pull something off like that, it requires an extensive amount of work. And there's a lot of time that goes into doing something like that. So So I think the best way to kind of just try to take people that are listening to this a little bit through like my, my process was this year. So one one of my things have been, you know, like I decided, you know, I was going to be an entrepreneur, going to do my own thing. These things are going to work out. It's going to be, it's going to be nice and smooth. And it was the very opposite of that. But I had come to the conclusion that the only way for me to make the income that I wanted was for me to do something for myself. But 
still have to work for other people because I'm not quite there yet. So, so one of the things that I set out to do is I said, you know, I need to have more than one stream of income, right? Not knowing what that meant. So I spent a couple of years, probably two, three years, probably doing very poorly at doing it, trying a lot of stuff, but not, re not really succeeding in anything. So, but let's normalize that. You know, I, I'm big on normalizing things like this. When you are in the process of creating another form of income, what comes with it is trial and error. So don't sure. feel bad if it doesn't work out. But as long as you stay consistent, marathon continues, <laughs> you know, eventually you'll find another a lane to actually play in. Sometimes it's about pacing yourself. So. Yeah, so I'll try, you know, I shoot the shot, shoot the shot, fail, do this, try, fail again, try something else that doesn't work, run out of money, something else happens, maybe get sick, maybe get a little depressed for a little bit so you're not as productive, things happen, you know, and, but you just keep working, you know, and so rolling into, rolling into, you know, what, COVID hit, what, 2020, Rolling into 2020, I'm like, you know what? You're probably going to have to do something you've never done before. It's probably going to be extremely difficult. And you know how I have no idea what it was going to be. But I went ahead. I put together a plan. I said, we're going to roll with this one and see. We're going to see how this one works. So anyway, earlier this year, I mean, earlier this week, I'm running the accounting because, you know, I identified if you listen to the show, you already know, like I'm an investor. I'm a foot. You can have, there's 168 hours in a week for anybody listening to this who's trying to throw some salt at me. There's 168 hours in a week. You can have more than one full-time job. So anyway, I have a full-time job. I have a nine to five, but I'm an investor as well. I treat that as a full-time job as well. Those are only 80 hours that have been accounted for right now for looking at a 168 hour work week. So let's, let's keep that in mind for anybody who's trying to shoot a shot at me, but, uh, but keep that in mind that I have enough time to do both of these things and some. So, I run the numbers. I run the numbers this week in preparation to this episode. Just try to kind of see where I'm at. And after I look at the numbers, I realize that I've made more investment income than I've made at my actual nine to five job. I will surpass by the end of the year at the rate things are going. I will make more through investment income than I make at my nine to five job. And I've already I've already passed what I'm going to make at my job. I've already passed that, you know, but it's going to be, it should be far beyond that. Now, Keeping that in mind, what's important to understand is that if I give up two years ago, it doesn't happen. If I quit, like I had a great, it was March. March was an excellent month for me, income-wise. It was awesome. <laughs> and then right after that, the markets, the markets just went to get, like they just dumped dumpster fire. And then all that momentum was gone. And of course, when you reinvest some of that money, you just I watched some stuff go to zero too. But that's part of it. I retooled. I retooled and worked out some new strategies and I had to make the adjustment. I, like I made the adjustments that now I'm actively kind of living in that space now where the income will come. Just I have to wait a little bit longer, you know? So, but like keeping that in mind, what, what I'm trying to explain is that like, we're going to have these, like when we go through these things and we set these goals as ambitious as it is to say you want to retire, which is that's seven, eight figures easy. So I'm shooting for like millionaire status, which is difficult to do. I don't think anybody would argue that. And understanding that like it's going to take time and it's not, and just think if I was sitting there counting every dollar that came in, every piece of profit 
that I took in, it would really detract from what I'm actually doing, which is why I didn't even have those numbers until I like did some accounting this week just to see where I was at to really put like a, a like a stamp on what is what I've actually worked on. But when I'm trying to another thing that I'm trying to get across here and the point that I'm trying to make is that there, although the goal, the overarching goal, the end game goal is yeah, it's seven, eight figures, but there's a lot of wins and things that happen. There's a lot of losses and there's a lot of wins that happen across like along the way. And it's important when we're doing these things are going to like take up a lot of your time, a lot of your energy, uh, you know, that we're taking time if we can, because sometimes it's tough because I look at, well, I want to retire because I want to be free. Like, I just want to have that freedom. I want to know what that's like to live that life where I don't have to answer to a bunch of people. You know, you always have to answer to somebody, but as few people as possible is what I'm shooting for. So when you think about what that overarching goal looks like, you understand there's going to be benchmarks along the way. And you have to keep that in mind before you get discouraged. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to like share some questions that we should add that I think we should ask ourselves. But uh, I'll kind of throw it back to you so you can drop some of your insights here. Um, absolutely, man. Um, <clears throat> when I think of how you portrayed or even when I was at the beginning of the whole situation of where you decided to just take matters in your own hands. You're just like a nine to five just ain't going to do it for me, Joe. I got to do something else, man. You know what I'm saying? I've been working for too long. You know, um, I don't know if you guys know Marcus background, but Marcus, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he's been working from the age of 15 on all the way up to where he's at. Maybe soon. Seven, seven, probably 16, 17, normal teenager. Job 16, stuff. 17, but this guy was working damn near 40 hours a week, even at that age. How many of y'all can really say y'all done that? <laughs> so where you are mentally and I wasn't doing all that in high school, not in high school, in college year for sure. <laughs> Dang, man, I'm trying to sell your story. Come on. No, nah, man. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. I was working though. I put in the work thing. I'm joking, but realistically this guy you know what i'm saying like i see him putting work in his prime years and there's no like shame in his game like that's his methodology of how he felt like he was gonna get on top and then it got to a point where he was just like you know what there ain't no future in this so just like any human you know if you feel like there ain't no future in this and what you're currently delving in whether you got two jobs and you put in crazy hours you know what i'm saying you're gonna find the next best thing either i go into business with myself or i'm gonna find another thing to make money and that's really what it comes down to you know it's one thing to say it but it's another to do it you know this guy and i just want to let you know how the thought process works you know he's been thinking of this for years before he actually started to go in and you know with the type of person that he is like he's a trustworthy person like he's a loyal person more than anything but what I'm saying the reason why I'm saying that is because it takes a minute like he knows what he needs to do or what he he has to do it but he needs to find out what works out for him that's anybody in the world like, you know what I'm saying? You know that something's not working out for you. You're going to look few and far. You're going to look everywhere, everywhere you can. You're going to pretty much challenge all outlets as far as you trying to find the best solution to your problem. 
And, you know, to be honest with you, um, I'm not saying that this is the solution to his problem, but it's working. He just told you the results. So, you know, whatever you want to do as far as like the marathon continues, man, you got to do that, whatever that shape up might be, man. Because the last thing you want to do is be a secondhand embarrassment. And what I mean by secondhand embarrassment (laughs) is this. (laughs) It's one thing for Marcus to be my man's pots and pans. I got him all day, right? I consider him blood. He's blood to me. But it's another thing when it's your man's and your man's ain't doing what he's saying he doing. I don't have this problem with him and he doesn't have this problem with me. Because we both know that when we say something, we're going to act on it. Or if we've been talking about something long enough, I'm already gaming him up to being like, this is the direction I'm probably about to take. Vice versa. And as you can see, this is the fruition here. We talked about this podcast for years on end before we actually started. And we hear, we hear, we hear preaching to you, talking about uh, manifestation, all that kind of stuff, man. You know, for your marathon and your dream to work for you, manifesting is the biggest part of it. So it's one thing to say that you're going to do it. But the second part or the most important part is you have a plan in action and you may not even have a plan in action. You might be that freaking good. Like you might be that cold, dog. You might be the, you might be that talented out here where you don't even have to plan nothing. Things just fall in your lap. And even with that amount of talent, you know what I'm saying? You have to know at some point you're going to have to figure out how to change your dynamics. Like, you're going to have to change. A lot of things are going to have to change. And I think as far as, like, for you to keep that fire or that passion going, man, you're going to have to continuously outdo yourself. It's scary because there are points where you're like, man, I don't even know how I'm going to outdo myself, man. I think I didn't reach the top of my lane. I think this is the best I can do. But if you stay consistent, another opportunity will probably show up. And the only reason why I say that is because I've been proven wrong on countless um, occasions. You know what, man? And when I go back to a previous episode where we've talked about alpha revenge and I was just talking about simplicity or simplistic thoughts is when I was in my early 20s or whatever, man, I didn't think I could get a master's degree. I didn't think I was capable of that. It wasn't because I didn't think I was smart enough. It was just more or less because I didn't think of it. (laughs) You know, I didn't think of it. Uh, That's a big portion of it right there. And it's something that's out of the lane of what all the other people around me in my circle have done. And that's the cost of uh, doing business with um, bettering yourself. You're going to be in a lot of situations where you're going to feel uncomfortable. You're not going to like it whatsoever. That's part of it. Actually, that's most of it. (laughs) And it's literally blind leading the blind. You are your only person that's keeping you in check for the most part. 
most of the people that you've been with, you've probably been surpassed them. When I think of like family, friends, <laughs> duh. I'm running circles around them in certain uh, capacities, 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 or however you want to say it. Got yeah, we got you. Yeah, I got a speech impediment there, but <laughs> but I'm running circles around them, and that's not disrespect. That's not me uh, dancing on their heads, or you know what I'm saying, trying to make it like seem more than what it really is. It's just a simple fact that I elevated my state of being, my mind, my mind frame is on a different level than theirs. So yeah, there's a loss with that. You know, there may be some things that you talk about that may be way above their heads and they may not understand until a later date, Lord willing. <laughs> but that's what comes with it, man. And I don't think people should shy away from that or be scared or intimidated just because you know things that other people that taught you how to live or brought you up in a certain manner and you're speaking above their level of thinking. That's what it's about. <laughs> that's the version of what legacy is. They didn't bring you in the world or they didn't take you under their wing for you to just be there forever. I hope not. I pray not. Because if that's the case, then they were never in your best interest. Ever. What I tell anybody that I've taken under my wing is I want you to do equivalent to what I did. But most importantly, I want you to do better than what I did. Because if you do something better than what I do, you can put me on to something new. You know how many people I've done that with? And a lot of them didn't keep it real, I'll be honest. But the ones that did, it was crucial. Because they elevated me to the next level. Just because I invested in them at a time that they might have needed my help. And that's really what the marathon continues is about, man. You need to find like-minded people that are really trying to climb the ladder just as much as you do and want it just as bad as you do. And if they want it more than you do, which does happen from time to time where they see you and they like, dang, man, I ain't on my job. I need to run it up. That's fine. But if you have that relationship there, there's no reason for you not to reach out or talk to these people because the same people that are shooting up the ladder are the same people that's going to need somebody in their corner once they reach that level. How come that can't be you? True. So a few questions. Um, I'll close on this. This little piece here. But just as we're on this journey, whatever, whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing, um, there's a few questions that are important to ask yourself. Uh, you know, as you as you embark on these journeys, is you know, a couple ones just out the gate. Ask yourself, what went wrong? What's going well? Uh, are things going according to plan? Are they going? Are they going how you intended it to go? Or has have things kind of went off of the rails? Um, how much have you sacrificed for what you're working on? And I'm talking real sacrifice. When I talk sacrifice, I talk about things that you can't get back. Like I've lost some things that I can't get back. Or if I went, if I try to get them back, it's going. It's not going to be easy. Um, but that's because of the decisions that I made. But mo moving on, um, next question. How long, how much longer until you reach your goal? Like I said before, like what's the end game? How much longer until you think you're going to be there? And at that point, you're really trying to gauge yourself to see if you have the mental capacity 
to even do it, to even do it, to even push through. Because remember, we're talking a marathon here. We're not talking a sprint. So and then what, you know, what, what are the existing, you know, and major challenges, challenges that you have left? And then also ask yourself, what is it potentially that you can't see? If you listen to uh, David Goggins, if you're familiar with him, he has this. I was watching this uh, video recently, and he said that when he wakes up in the morning, he like, tries to prepare himself for everything potentially that could go wrong in the day. So just think, if you're thinking like that, like, that's some dark thoughts that can go into your head if you're thinking about the absolute worst things that can happen to you in a given day, which are probably for most people is losing people that you care about. That's probably number one uh, for most people. So and then another important thing to ask yourself is, should you cut your losses and move on? You know, you're going to take L's. We take L's across like along the way. I remember talking to Joe earlier this year after I was coming off that high of what was an exceptional month, you know, watching like a few thousand go to zero total well, total loss financially. Um, and then he just kind of telling me that he's like, man, you can't really beat yourself up about that. That's exactly what he told me. He said, you can't be too hard on yourself about that because then we talk about all the other people that got wrecked at the same time I was getting, <laughs> I was getting tore up too. And it's just like, man, you got to, like, you got to keep it moving. If you're that focused and if you're that determined, you got to keep it moving. And that's exactly, I mean, that's exactly what I did. But you have to, but in those situations, you have to have people that are that you can talk to for one, but also you have to understand, like, sometimes we go down certain lanes and we need to change direction. Like, sometimes that has to happen. Listen, man, heartbreaks is part of the game. And everybody can basically experience that, man. It's not just a relationship thing. It's whatever you're fully invested in with your time, your love, your effort, your experience, all of that can be taken away easily at any given time. Nothing is guaranteed. And that's one thing I always try to tell people, man. So when you get it, get it while the get is good. You know, um, if you got a problem with your mans, simply just say, you know, it's not you I don't like, it's the behavior. <laughs> Change that. You know what I'm saying? Do whatever you need to do to get back on track. And um, I don't mean to cut you off, but this is the last thing I have to really say, man, is I think to keep the marathon really going is it, it has to be a, an abundance thing. You have to welcome it. You have to look at it as like an opportunity. That's the reason why I still go and I still do this. This is the reason why Marcus does this as well. Ain't no question in it. It can't be no other way. And what I mean by that is we look at this as being in abundance. We look at this as paying forward to, to our future. I know I do. And, you know, when you think about, oh, shit, I got to go to work. I got to go to work. You know what I'm saying? You didn't take all the energy and all the thunder out of there. You didn't gave that shit up. When you think of it as an opportunity for you to win, you're not going to say that. You're going to be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to work and I'm about to show these people what I really am and what I can do and what I'm capable of. You got to have that attitude. Even if it's a job that you don't like, you got to look at it as, okay, I'm taking this bullshit ass job just so I can move on to better things. That's how you got to look at every situation, man. Looking forward to the next opportunity. And by me putting all the effort and what I got now into the opportunities that are in front of me, that, you know, opened in front of me, um, that have been revealed to me, so to speak, 
this is all I got right now, but I promise you that's going to lead to more. And that's how you got to look at it because I'm telling you, that's how it really is. You, this won't be your first, this won't be your last. You're going to have multiple opportunities to do all kinds of things. I promise you, even with little to no experience, there's always going to be somebody you're going to meet or an opportunity you're going to run into where they're going to give you an opportunity of a lifetime to do it. It's just, was your heart in it or was your heart not in it? And to reach a certain status of being a millionaire, if you want to be a millionaire, you want to be a billionaire, you got to have heart, man. You think that people just got that money off of just solely just hopes and dreams? That ain't how that works. You know, you have to, there has to be some kind of dynamic of that work structure or that structure where you put your heart and soul into that to where you got to where you wanted to be or where you had no clue was possible of happening. That's all that comes from that. So you need to find something that you're really into and you're locked into for you to really um, reap the benefits of it, man. Well said. Thanks for listening. All right. Take care. Be safe.